I'm not going to sugarcoat it. The autism news cycle this week was dominated by two things. First, the announcement that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was asked by President-elect Trump to chair a vaccine safety committee. Kennedy, a lawyer, is not a scientist and has been very critical of vaccines. The Trump administration did admit that he met with RFK Jr. and discussed vaccines, but later denied the creation of a vaccine committee. However, the very notion that Trump would sit down and talk vaccines with RFK Jr. riled up scientists and advocates. You can actually read countless stories about this on the internet, so I won't bore you. But David Mandel said in an interview with Spectrum News, we need to keep our eyes on the prize and make sure this particular meeting does not distract us from the new administration's stance on many important issues for families with autism. This includes school vouchers and Medicaid. Second, the Supreme Court is hearing a case that's going to decide how the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, or IDEA, is to be interpreted. The court is going to decide soon whether schools should be required to give only the bare minimum or allow for trivial progress or provide services that provide more significant improvements in behavior. Albeit first to admit that the other news has allowed this to be swept under the radar, but this court decision will affect millions whose children are served under IDEA. It's being heard because a school system claims they were not able to financially afford the level of care needed for a young man with special needs, and so they were only able to provide the bare minimum at their school. They say that under the law, this is enough. One justice, when hearing the case, Alito, called the back and forth about what is considered minimum progress, some benefit, adequate benefit, or a significant benefit to the student, a blizzard of words, meaning the justices and the lawyers could not agree on the meaning of the law. Some benefit with some emphasize means that there was a quantitative measure of something that was going on, maybe a little bit of something, versus some benefit with the benefit emphasized means that there's actual improvement to the student. A decision is expected to be made by July, and it could go either way. The court could agree with the school district and say, well, a little bit's better than nothing, or they could rule with the student and say, no, you actually have to provide an education that provides some measurable benefit. Right now, as anyone with a child with an IEP knows, this back and forth reflects the same fight at IEP meetings between parents and school districts about what is appropriate, feasible, least invasive, and allows for improvement. The big question is, what is improvement? This could be a win for all of us. So in honor of Martin Luther King's birthday, as one of his tenets was, when faced with setbacks, move forward and don't stop, this means to autism families that whatever the decision of the court, families will keep fighting on no matter what. But now to science news. As I promised last week, last month a report was published which will help make the diagnosis of anxiety on children with autism easier and more consistent. Anxiety affects up to 80% of people with autism, but because the symptoms of autism itself, it's sometimes hard to diagnose. Children with autism have problems expressing themselves and have problems with emotional regulation. So is anxiety at the root? When children with autism and comorbid anxiety are identified and the anxiety is treated, in many cases, the symptoms become improved or very improved. Because it's actually been so hard to diagnose anxiety in kids with autism, physicians have had to rely on their own judgment, which is fine if you're a physician specializing in kids with autism, which most are not. Or you can use tools that were designed to look at anxiety but were never tested in people with autism, so they may not be appropriate. 
Connor Kurtz at Drexel University and her colleagues Jeff Wood and Eric Storch decided that this situation was not acceptable, and they developed an autism-specific variant for a pre-existing anxiety assessment tool. Kern's Autism Spectrum Addendum to the Anxiety Disorders Interview Schedule adds new questions that are woven into the original interview to help determine what behaviors might be part of the child's autism and what might be related to anxiety. Her motivation, she says, well, that, quote, while autism may make it difficult for you to know what to do in social situations, anxiety makes it difficult for you to look at your strengths and challenges in an even way. She says this is a particularly pernicious threat because it can prevent individuals from coping with and eventually overcoming real challenges in their lives and seeking out opportunities and experiences such as education, social interaction, employment, and these things are crucial to development. Kearns first developed the ASA method in 2014. She recently tested it in a study of 69 children with autism who had a concern about anxiety but no prior diagnosis. She and her colleagues found that the results for the ASA were comparable to other tools measuring for anxiety and also consistent with physician judgment, but this had never been studied in a group of individuals with autism. Therefore, this is a valid measure of anxiety in people with autism. Now clinicians with not as much experience in autism as Dr. Kearns and Wood can help diagnose autism and get them the treatment that they need. In honor of MLK's birthday today, you can do something small to help those with autism. I can't tell you what to do, but maybe you can teach something to someone with autism, commit in some way to helping those affected, or even learn more about it. Thanks for listening this week and talk to you next week.